0: Action figures, comic books, movies, antiques, chairs, photographs, friends, clothing, shoes. A lot of people collect a lot of things and I think I maybe lean more on a lot of the stuff that I like, but still, everyone collects something. If you think hard about it, I know you collect something too. But I think what we collect says a lot about who we are. And that's exactly what I'm asking everyone this week. What do you collect, and why? What's up, everyone? My name is Jason, and this is behind every story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening. I love stories from comic books to films, songs, jokes, sitting around a campfire with your friends or sitting in the audience being enveloped by a storyteller. I love hearing people's stories. And even more than that, I love hearing behind those stories, why those stories are the way they are. This show is the proverbial director's commentary on the movie of life. This is episode 14 of the COVID-50. This week, we're discussing what do you collect and why do you collect them? Before we begin, a note of warning. The topics we explore may not be suitable for all listeners. This podcast deals with real people and real stories. These stories may contain and deal with graphic language, adult themes, sexual content, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. We all collect something, whether we know it or not. I can walk into any garage, any basement, any attic, and find something that you are passionate about, whether it be dinner plates or, like myself, comic books, movies, toys. I will say that at the ripe old age of 40, I have pared down what I collect. Much to my wife's chagrin, not as much as she would like. Now, I collect, I think my big collections consist of independent comic books, um, very select mainstream comic books. I collect movies. I have a wide selection and a wide catalog of films from. Every genre and subgenre and era and country around the world, but the ones I'm most passionate about are the ones that are hard to find. And I'm also a big collector of anything Boba Fett from Star Wars. I collect movies and I really like focusing on the hard to find movies because when I was a kid, I used to watch tons of movies and my Favorite thing in the world was to go to the video store and walk up and down the aisles and see the box covers of all the movies. When I get old enough, I'm going to rent this. I'm going to watch this when I'm old enough. And as I got older, I did go hunt some of those down and they weren't the best, but it's the nostalgic feel of it. The feeling that I'm watching something that someone put their hard love craft and all of their soul into even if it's not good it's still super fun and the reason i like to get the hard to find movies or the rare out of print ones is because think about all the movies you can think about on dvd now no there's probably another two or three hundred thousand movies that never came to dvd and even astronomical numbers of films that are never going to be on any streaming app. So Netflix is fun, but their selection is super small. So my goal with my own collection is to track down these movies that might not have ever had a wide scale release and definitely not easy to find now because I feel like I'm cherishing something and holding a part of the past and keeping it alive. And That makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. The other thing I collect is Boba Fett figures, and this one I think is really personal. Uh, Sure, Boba Fett's awesome, but when I was a kid, you couldn't convince me of a cooler guy or a cooler toy in existence. My Boba Fett toy went everywhere with me. So much so that my imaginary friend was Boba Fett. And I made this very clear to my parents. who much to their amusement, played it up. I got Boba Fett toys, I got a Boba Fett cake, I believe for my third or fourth birthday. Uh, I still have a photo of it somewhere. If I do, I'll post it on the Facebook page. I loved Boba Fett. So when I got older, I started to slow that passion down until Star Wars started becoming more popular again in the mid 90s and they started releasing new toys. And I had to jump all over that, so much so that all the way through grad school, past grad school, from 95, I'd say, until 2012, every time a new Boba Fett figure came out, I had to buy it. And I'm very happy right now that my wife has kind of cooled my jets on this, because otherwise our house would be overrun with needless things. So now I only get the ones that mean a super lot to me. And truthfully, I only get about one per year now. The one that means the most to me is the one she gave to me as our wedding gift present, which is a samurai Boba Fett, which I talked about on the last episode. That was kind of the creme de la creme, end of all be all. But I am going to throw this out there just in case someone's listening with a huge bank account and just money to burn.
1: I've always wanted
0: a Boba Fett helmet. Like a really good one. Like not the Don Post one, but like the one where like the eye scanner will come down and it's made out of really hard plastic and I can dream. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from everyone on what they collect and why do they collect.
2: My name is Brandon. I am from Elgin, Illinois.
3: Uh,
2: Recently, I've taken up collecting vinyl. Um, I'm collecting vinyl primarily as a physical representation of something that I love. Uh, For example, I've got uh, David Bowie's Black Star. It's his last album. I've listened to it on vinyl once. I don't think I'll listen to it on vinyl often. Um, I don't hear the difference between vinyl and and, and digital. Uh, I know there are people that, uh, that their hearing is attuned enough to notice a difference. I don't seem to have that level of uh, hearing to, to see the difference. So for me, a, a digital uh, copy is is fine, and that's how I listen to most of my media. But the album was so good, and David Bowie uh, is one of my favorite artists. I wanted to have a physical representation of that, Yeah, you know, something I could hold, something I could look at, something I could uh, set up on a shelf and, and be reminded of, of how important this is to me. And and with with music, especially, I think that's why a lot of people are getting into vinyl, is music touches us. And since we no longer collect CDs or, or tapes or, or any of the stuff, everything's now digital, or sometimes we don't even buy music anymore, we just sign up to a subscription and all the music is available to us. Uh, we've lost uh, a connection with, I mean, we have an emotional connection, but we don't have a physical connection with the media any longer. So by purchasing something uh, like, like a piece of vinyl, you get the liner notes, you get this beautiful case and it's something big that you can touch and you can collect and you can display and you can, people come over and they see it and they're like, wow, what's in your, you can then discuss it. And it's, It's a physical representation of of something that we've gotten used to in the digital. Uh, And it's important because our our emotions towards these things are so strong that having that physical representation, I think, is very, very important for us as a a people.
0: So everyone collects something.
4: What do you collect? looking around my little man cave here i would say little star warsy stuff and uh books i guess i do have a lot of books but i think that I, but the reason i i don't really collect books i just read books and keep books i think it's different mm. it's like Kind of like a dragon's horde. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I got this thing. Now that I've read it, it doesn't really do me any good, but I'm going to hold on to it because I have to, because reasons. I don't know why. Why do we hold books into such high, I mean, like if I was to tear out a piece of paper from a book in front of you, you'd probably be like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at these books and I'm like, they're my books. I could do what I want. But that's an ultimate dick move. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe it's just something placed inside our heads uh, for the years and years and centuries that only the rich had books. No mm. everybody can have them. I don't know. And plus they hold cool things and stuff. My name is Michael, and I'm a photographer, videographer in the Naperville area. So this this will probably be kind of weird for you. Um, People think I collect a lot of gear because I I like gear. Um, But as I've said multiple times in this, well, i got to cut this out. We're going to start here. (laughs) People think, okay, people think I collect gear, which is not true. I use gear as a vehicle to collect something that I need more, which is time and money. Mm. And as I tell people a lot that I could be broke and people could steal things from me tomorrow, but it would literally take me a month to get everything back. It's all about relativity.
5: This is Albert. I am
2: an operations manager from Savannah, Georgia.
1: What do I collect? Well, the one thing I I had to stop collecting was these Funko Pop dolls. Somebody gave me one, and I think I got one. I got the Jason Momoa Aquaman one, and I was like, hell yeah, because it's Jason Momoa. And then I got one for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I think I got one from Justice League. Then someone gave me one for... um, in game, the Spider-Man, and then I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that." But anybody who knows me knows I collect a lot of comic books, even to this day. Uh, I call Ollie's that and sells them cheap. So I've been doing. I have to stay away from books. I have novels right now. love a lot of books and even comic books and graphic novels.
6: Um, my name is Marie and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. I currently collect old cameras. I have two old video cameras um, that were from World War II and I think the Korean War. I think one was my grandfather and he was in World War II. So I got to keep that. And then the other one was from my other grandfather and he was in the Korean War. So they are these like VHS like sized video cameras. Can't really tell you like what film it would hold. It'd probably only like actually record probably five to eight minutes worth of content at a time those are cool. I have a couple of other like old fashioned cameras. I have a Brownie camera. Um, so it's this like little ugly box camera, but I love it. And then the the first camera that got me into that was I inherited my uncle's Canon AE one and it's broken and I want to fix it so bad. But my, my uncle got me into photography. So inheriting that camera kind of like one leapt me into photography, but two, got me into collecting old cameras cuz I just I love the aesthetic. I love the way they look. They're cool as hell.
0: So you collect them for the way they look and their aesthetic, but is there something more underlining? Do you think you had some kind of an emotional attachment to that first camera you got and that's why you want to get more or is there something else?
6: Oh, definitely. So I definitely have an emotional attachment to the Canon AE-1 and if I could if I could fix that camera, I would love to because I I hate the idea that I'm collecting, like a lot of the ones that I've collected currently are ones that like were given to me or kind of like passed down to me. And they're not in working condition. Um, I've definitely looked at them and tried to like make sure that I could work with them, but I can't. <laughs> and I, I hate that because then they're just kind of like collecting dust, which is fine. That's why, you know, they kind of just look pretty. The Canon AE-1, at some point in the future, I would like to try and get it fixed so that I could use it. Um, my uncle was this amazing man. He was kind of like a father to me, um, brilliant photographer. He worked at a nuclear power plant in, uh, in Maryland in robotics, so there were times where he'd have to suit up and go into the reactor. Um He's the one who got me into like nerdy stuff. He gave me and my brother our first uh, Nintendo, our first old Hewlett Packard Bell with the MS DOS (laughs) games. We had to learn like MS DOS to like boot up this game. (laughs) Yeah, I, I loved my uncle. He's he definitely is probably one of the biggest influences in my life.
7: my name is Rob I am a content creator and content marketer and I am from the Midwest in America oh man I'm one of those guys that had a lot of different collections but most of them were let's see three things three main things toys I love toys I love toys I love to hold them in my hand I love how they look uh, it ignites a level of creativity in me and, and, that's probably going back to my childhood, but I still love them. I'm selling off a lot of them. I don't really collect toys now. Uh, but I, I still love toys. Uh, books. I, I'm one of those guys. I would fill the house with books, uh, comics or, you know, and graphic novels, uh, sci-fi and fantasy and horror books. I mean, they're business books. We've got tons of them. The other thing i would say uh games uh i had at one point i had 17 different video game systems and uh hundreds of games Uh, i've sold a lot of it off but i still have a lot i love it Uh, art i have tons of art from uh, artist Alley stuff to animation cells to poster art i mean i love it Uh, i'm i i am at the heart kind of a collector but i'm not really at this point i think i think martha I think my wife really broke that uh, because she just was like, look, it's too much and we're not going to live our lives like that. And she's right. There's no need to have all that stuff. Now, am I, would I let it go uh, Marie Kondo around here? No, Uh, I still got to have some toys. I still got to have books. I still got to have movies and games. And like, we call me an input junkie because I love input. That's what I collect is input. There's your answer. I collect input. I don't care what it is. Music, hundreds of CDs, hundreds thousands of CDs, thousands of albums, thousands of movies. Uh, all that stuff adds up to inputs. And I really watch and take it all in, too.
8: My name is Sean, and I am from Chicago. Hmm. Um, I do collect loose change (laughs) Um, because I love collecting uh, loose change. And then when I fill up my jar, I love to go to Coinstar and turn it into cash. Um, I usually like will collect enough change where I will end up like getting at least $150, $200 out of it. So as far as anything that like I actually like collect or like will bring back, it's usually loose change. Other than that, um, I, I don't really I'm not like a huge collectible type of guy. Um, other than that, I love suits. I've been really fond of suits so um, I the last five suits I have bought have all been from Groupon and they have all worked out extremely well. Really? Yes, and I pay less than a hundred dollars for even three piece suits, Jason, off of Groupon and they're all slim fit suits. and let me tell you, I pull them off because people are like, "Damn, where'd you get that suit?" I'm like, "Groupon, baby." So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th- those are the only things I can really think of, um, but nothing really exciting. Why do you collect suits? Because uh, I look damn good in them, Jason, and um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like the uniform of my career. Um, it's it's kind of like my like when, I feed, when I'm in a suit, I feel um, a little bit like more taken like seriously, I guess. Um, I mean, granted, I love wearing like casual wear. I love wearing graphic tees. I would say that's another thing I collect actually, graphic t-shirts. I wear a lot of graphic t-shirts um, and especially I'm like a 90s kid. So I'll see like certain graphic t-shirts with like a cool like 90s theme or parody play or whatever um like for example i have a shirt that is um it's it's the wu tang symbol but inside the w of the wu tang symbol is dj and stephanie tanner from full house throwing up a w and it's one of their first episodes and they're saying like whoopee and they're throwing up a w but it's a wu tang symbol and so it's these it's dj and stephanie tanner throwing up a Wu-Tang symbol inside a Wu-Tang symbol. So that's just one of many um, graphic tees that I, I own and collect and love. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that's probably that's probably a good one that I do collect is definitely graphic tees. And I'm, I'm subscribed to so many different websites that show me graphic tees. And especially now when I don't have a lot of money coming in, um, I am tempted dearly. So, <laughs> um, yeah.
9: Hi, my name is Chris. I'm from Elgin, Illinois. You know, I, I'm I'm a big time geek, so I collect um I, I, I just collect stuff. Now I don't have just one gigantic collection, but like I've got a lot of stuff and I've and I've you know I, I'm I'm like a semi-hoarder, so like I have all sorts of Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I have, you know, I, I see I'll go on a like a Funko pop run and I'll buy like 10 or 15 or 20 and I'll have that. Um You know, obviously, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Um, Mm -hmm. so I have Doctor Who stuff, and you know, like when I was a little kid, I would buy every book that I could and try to get them in order and find them and do all that stuff. Now, you know, some of that stuff has come and gone over the years, and I'm not so attached to it that I sit there and say, "Oh my God, I have to have it." But I mean, I kind of go that way. So if I, you know, if I see something I like, I, I I guess I collect what I like in that genre and go from there.
0: You have a wide range of collections so why do you collect
9: them well i think you know what i think it's i hate to say it's part of my add um or adhd whatever you want to say but i think i it's not that i get bored with it but i think you know you focus on something so much and then you got to kind of have different i think you have to have a, a bunch of different things that are all kind of related to keep your interested, in, keep your interest in other things to me at least that's what it is so it might be three or four or five months really really intense on you know um I'll binge watch a show. Like I've done the West wing. I I love the first three or four seasons of the West wing. So I'll go nuts and watch that. And then I'll be done. And then I'll say, Oh my gosh, I want to read, you know, reread the Lord of the Rings. So then I'll reread all, you know, all three Lord of the Rings from front to cover. Um, you know, and do that. And then, you know, I'll move on to binge watching something else or doing something else. And I think there's some seasonality to it. Um, You know, I love going to conventions. Love, love, love going to conventions. So when that when it's that season, I'll go to as many as I can. And then, you know, come fall, it's like, well, you know what? I'm pretty tired of doing that. So let me do something <laughs> else. And I mean, as, as, as you know, I mean, it's a tough racket from, it's a tough racket w- going. It's a tough racket working them. It's gotta be huge to be, a celebrity, or just, you know, it's got to be so tiring to do that all the time. I mean, I can only imagine meeting a thousand people a day and what toll that takes on you. I mean, obviously you get paid pretty well, but oh my gosh. So, and you know, I talk to a ton of people too. I mean, I know half of the artists at all of these and you know, half of the people that work there just from doing them and contacting them and talking to them and interviewing them and stuff. So it's, it's, you know, and going to them to me is a work thing, it's not, an enjoyment thing almost anymore because it is work. I mean, there are, I hate to say obligations, but you have, I have obligations. I have to talk to people because you know And and, and that's not a slam. I mean, I have relationships with these people. Why would I not go say hi to them if they're in artist alley or they're selling something or they're, you know, running a panel. And then, then there's always the panel aspect of it too. Is you know, I'm involved in a few of them. So some days, some cons, there's like three or four panels you have to do. That's a lot of work, and you know, you know, it, it's 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 draining. It, it's tough because then you got to be on and do all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun, but you know, it can be can be tough. So.
10: I am Chris, and I am from Chicago. I would say that I collect Mini Coopers because those are my favorite cars, and they've been my favorite cars since I was 15, and I'm on my fourth Mini Cooper, (laughs) so even though that I eventually trade them in and get a new one, they have definitely been kind of a collectible item for me. I have a little Mini Cooper RC car here in my office and a bunch of little ones all around my room. I would say that I also collect little turtle figurines. Really? I love the ocean and I absolutely love being underwater. And the turtle being able to live underwater as well as on land was kind of my spirit my spirit animal all these years. And once I noticed that, I realized like, oh, yeah, I have five turtles in my room and <laughs> now I have 10. So I have turtle necklaces, turtle plushes, turtle bracelets.
11: <laughs> my name is Sarah, and I'm from a podunk town in Iowa. This is like this is like Jeopardy, trying to memorize an encyclopedia. That's what this is like. Um, what's funny is I can't tell you what I collect. I can tell you what my daughter collects. My daughter collects a lot of things. But I can't think of one thing that I collect, which is very sad. Um, I'm thinking I don't. I don't think I collect anything. I honestly, I, the only thing I could say that I collect, I don't say. I wouldn't say I collect physical things. Um, I would say I really enjoy cooking, and I really enjoy cooking crazy stuff and stuff that people don't normally cook at home, unless you know, it's normally stuff they eat out. And I would say that I enjoy collecting new not recipes, but new um, uh, experiences in, in experiencing new cuisine and making it myself. So that would be my collection. I don't collect it physically. I, I collect new um, culinary experiences.
12: My name is Mark Allen Fishman. I am from Homewood, Illinois. Okay. I collect, um, limited amounts of Green Lantern memorabilia. Green Lantern has always been my favorite superhero. Uh, something about a hero with the power of his imagination to me makes him seem omnipotent in the right hands, um, and harder to write than Superman or Batman. Uh, so for that, Green Lantern, almost everything Green Lantern, but uh, more so than anybody else. Kyle Rayner, he's the Green Lantern I grew up on, which I know ages me in a very particular set, but um, big fan of them. I collect Nerf guns. I have 63 or 64 of them right now with plans to get, well, let's just say almost every other one that comes out. Um, I follow nerf news pretty religiously and I honestly collect them because my mom told me I couldn't have one when I was a kid. And I wish there was a better answer to that, but seriously, like she told me I couldn't have one and I was like, okay. And then the second I had my own money and my own place, nerf gun, nerf gun, nerf gun. And um, I do mildly collect the Funko pops. I think it's a requisite of everybody in nerd culture to own a couple of them. My wife, Uh, owns more than I'd like to admit on air so I just have what I would consider to be a gentleman's number of Funko Pops of things that hold very special significance to me, semicolon and ones people have gotten me thinking that they were special
1: My name is Potato Johnson And I am from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Oh, God. Um, So uh, a little backstory. I think I'm pretty sure my mother's a hoarder. um, And I think I have a little bit of that gene. Um, So it's like I collect tons of stuff. But I have the, the, the knowing aspect of it that I only have so much space. So I'll give up on a collection and get rid of it but um so i mean i've collected comics i've collected games i've collected magic cards i've collected baseball cards um i've collected uh well tools i guess would be be something i, I use them but i collect them um i think my biggest collection is obviously as, as you would know probably the mystery science theater uh series i have every single um commercial release that they've ever put out um except for the 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 reprints i I have the original ones um as well as um some of the stuff that's out of print um and like their bobbleheads and i made the characters and all that stuff and and the reason i collect that is because ever since that that show started when i was nine i remember uh catching Godzilla versus Megalon at my friend's house at a sleepover I'm like what the hell is this show and from that point on um I never stopped watching the show it's um I had the VHS of the pod People episode which I personally think is the penultimate episode um and I, I wore that out um and I made it an Easter tradition because of one stupid joke in it about dad hiding the eggs good this year at one point um but yeah i've just i've always loved that show since i was a kid so uh i I have everything including um the the kickstarter redo i pledged way too much money to that and uh i have both seasons that netflix put out um but i think that would be my main collection uh, of everything that i i have and that's one that i don't think i'll ever get rid of or get tired and obviously it's, it's pretty much done because until there's new episodes, there's nothing left for me to collect. I have it all. So
0: do you think you collect it to hold on to your childhood?
1: Um, a little bit. Yes. Um, and it becomes more evident as I get older because the jokes are, some of the jokes are very dated. Um, and so some of it does, it's like the pod people episode, and um a couple and like cave dwellers some of the better episodes remind me of that but it's also it's just so damn funny still i mean it, and younger people i don't think get some of the older episodes and honestly a lot of my humor and a lot of um i, I kind of consider myself somewhat of an intelligent guy but the majority of the stuff i know i've learned from having to look up jokes in that show Um, As a nine-year-old, I mean, you don't know who half these people they're referencing are. And so, you know, I'd have to go looking all this stuff up just to try and get the joke. And um, even to this day, there's jokes that I I never understood that I'll hear now and laugh my ass off because it's basically refreshed. So, I mean, so much of what I know and my personality of who I've, I've come, it comes directly from that show.
13: My name is John. I am from the West Suburbs of Chicago. Uh, for some reason, uh, God damn it. I'm gonna say this. you can edit it out, okay? So I'm gonna, I have to say this. I collect Mexicans for some reason. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. but I always joke about that because like every single one of my good friends are Mexican. And I don't right. know. I don't know why that is. I don't care either because I'm not a bastard. But like, uh, that's just my joke. One time I was going over to a guy's house, and he's like, "Oh, are you bringing so and so, a Mexican buddy of ours?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not bringing him, but I'm sure like another one will just jump in my car. Don't worry about it." So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can edit all that out, um, depending how awful it sounds. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. The
0: the reason I'm laughing is because I I I know,
13: <laughs> dude. Okay, no, like, real quick, real quick, man. Leo, my best friend, Mexican. My old yeah. roommate, my second best friend, uh, Mexican. Angel, one of my closest friends, Mexican. <laughs> You know, my fucking uh, my sister in law and my niece are Mexican. (laughs) Like, like I just feel I'm like I draw them to me. I don't know why, but there must be something about me. (laughs) They can just tell that I'm an ally. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so like I I mentioned being an artist, and um, I was a huge um, comic book nerd, right? Like growing up, like. And really, (laughs) until even into my early 30s, where like I just collected the hell out of comic books, man. Like, I don't know if you you, out there in podcast land have ever seen like the long white boxes that people keep comic books in, they call them long boxes. Um, Before I stopped collecting comics, I had 18 of those things jam full of comic books and don't you worry they were in alphabetical and chronological order um yeah and uh I I think that there is a little something in me that's weird with that stuff because when I was like even like a teenager I like had like a spreadsheet that I would like catalog all the issues I had on them and all this jazz um so I was (laughs) really really Uh, And I I read the hell out of them, too. I loved comic books, superhero comics, you know, uh, especially, you know, and got older and and got into, like, more adult fare but still enjoyed the superhero comics and stuff. And then um, I just stopped. Like, I just – like, I I had a point when I was in college I stopped reading or buying comics because I was broke and then I got back into it and then – uh when the first year when i was about 32 or 33 when i was with the gal who i ended up marrying i also fell off again uh because of uh mostly financial reasons but also cuz like my obsession with collecting stuff had like yeah it was costing me a lot of money but then i also had like a pile of comics that weren't even that good that i was barely mm-hmm. ha- barely had time to read uh so i stopped and actually i sold off uh probably 75% of that collection. Um, I sold it all. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I made... Uh, TMI, I made, like, seven grand selling the comics that I had. Keep um, me keeping in mind that, like, most of them weren't really worth much money individually, but when you were selling, like, runs, you know, and groups of comics on eBay, like, and if you didn't care that you were getting the value you thought you should get, like, pfft, You'll move that stuff. You'll sell that stuff. I use that to put the down payment on on a car that my ex-wife later took from me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so now that, even though I stopped collecting comic books, that didn't uh, it, that transferred to something else. And this is also tied to my ex-wife to some extent, Was that is that I got fixated on video games instead, right? And So when I met her, I already had a substantial collection of NES, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games. But she was really into games too. And then that led to us together collecting video games, right? And so now at this point, I think I have like 200 original Nintendo games or something like that. Um, I don't know the numbers on the rest but I have a, a massive collection of retro video game stuff um, really like I have a virtual boy you know what I'm saying like I have like a Philips CDI I have a, all this like weird weird stuff um, and and uh, the that stuff is um, brings me a lot of joy and uh, I have a little old school game room set up in my uh, house so I where I have like an old uh CRT old school TV you know what i'm saying like set up and i've got all the systems hooked up to that and i can just go sit back there and play whatever random old school stuff i want to brings me a lot of happiness and it's some of that stuff's worth a lot of money so when the hard times come i throw that on ebay <laughs>
3: We are Lauren and Ryan and we are from Chicago, Illinois.
14: Uh, well, both of us collect antique cameras. Um, and it's so cool because there's so many people that wind up giving them to us. Um, and people find them and they'll message me like from Goodwill or like mm-hmm. my mom will find them on eBay and you know, Facebook Marketplace and all over. So all the antique cameras we have. I think there's only a couple of them that we've actually gotten ourselves. Probably (laughs) most of them are from family members and friends. Uh, We collect them because of our career. They're just so cool and unique to to look at and play at. And just kind of it's such a huge history for what we do. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Another thing that I really like to collect is rocks. Um, Mm -hmm. Every place that we love to travel – and uh, we make it a point, you know, when sometimes we forget, and which is painful, but uh, we make it a point everywhere we go to try to pick up a, a rock, you know, from the most special places. And uh, we have a jar here at the house that we just kind of fill and uh, it's, it's made up of rocks that we've collected all over the world. And uh, you know, it's just a nice reminder of, of happy places and journeys. My name is Zach. I live in Fort Worth, Texas.
4: I actually don't really collect anything unless, I mean, I don't want to say kind of like kitchen equipment cause I really don't have anything that's crazy cool that's collectibles, um, but I really don't, I really don't collect anything. There's nothing that I that I have that I go, oh, I have to have the next one or the newest. Um, I've never really been like that, I don't think, my entire life at all, so yeah, that's one thing, surprisingly, that I don't do.
11: My name is M. I am from Chicago. Okay, I am not a, um, I am a minimalist. Uh, and I, I hate clutter and I don't collect material things. Um, I would say I probably collect friends. (laughs) I have, I have a really ridiculous amount of, of friends. Um, and, uh, you know, um, so I get, I I like people. I like stories. I collect stories. Mm. Um, I collect experiences. Um... I love to travel and, and I mean, if I could travel all and not have a home, like I would do that. Like I would be a really good nomad, you know, um, I just, I love experiences and people and stories.
14: My name is Stella and I'm from Chicago. Hmm. What do I collect? collect anything? God, I don't know if I collect anything. There's got to be something. What the hell do I collect? Why don't I know myself well enough to do this interview? Who am I? Um, I collect, I think for right now, I'm just collecting a lot of, well, I'm trying to. I'm collecting, um, whenever I travel, Um, I went to India and Thailand recently and I collected a bunch of like different crystals and um like little figurines of elephants i do okay so here's what i collect i have to think about this because i feel like i don't know myself well enough i have to talk myself into it um it's, it's it's um little figurines of elephants or um pictures of peacocks or crystals and just because it's such a spiritual thing um You know, they have a lot to do with like uh, intuition and spirituality. And um, so, yeah, so I'm really intrigued by that whole world. So that's what I collect.
5: My name is Brett and I'm a writer and a musician and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. STDs, man? No. (laughs) Uh, What do I collect? Okay, this is gonna be a weird one. I have a He-Man figure collection. I collected most of the He-Man figures. I collected the new round of He-Man figures. They're all hanging all over my parents house. I don't know why I was so into that for a while. Cool collection. I think the real thing I collect are... people. I love meeting people. I love forming relationships. I love meeting people who do weird, crazy stuff, interesting things. I love connecting those people. I think that's what makes me a good producer in a lot of ways because I just, I'm attracted to f- meeting people who are doing really interesting things and then being like, hey, you're doing that really interesting thing. Why don't you meet this guy? Because you guys could do it together. I met some women who. Uh, sold a tv show in new york and i've connected them with another woman who did a feature film in chicago and i guess i was like you you guys are all on the same wavelength and i just want to see you together um so maybe that's not like an actual thing collection but i think if i was passionate about one thing it'd be like that type of thing
0: So this next guest isn't so much a guest as someone I got to interview a long time ago. I think this was 2009 that this happened, but I'm bringing this to light because of my obsession and my collection of Boba Fett action figures. I got to interview Jeremy Bullock for a web show that I was on and I got to ask him what he collects. I thought this would be an interesting little interlude Please enjoy Jeremy Bullock, the man who played Boba Fett in the Star Wars films. No matter what you collect, I think what you do collect says a lot about you. It says a lot about the person who you are or possibly the person you were or the person you want to be. So I would love to hear from you and hear a story about what you collect and why you collect it. Email us at behindeverystory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Stories like these make us all feel a little more connected to the world, like no matter what's happening, know that you're not alone. There's someone else out there collecting Boba Fett figures or there's someone else out there who has a lot of long boxes of indie comics and would love more. So just saying if you have indie comics, I'm all about it because we're all in this story called life together. Thank you so much for joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming app or sharing our podcast with your friends and family or just random people. And then when you're sharing it, tell them what you collect. You might make a new friend. Be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook at Behind Every Story Podcast to stay up to date on all our new episodes. And if I find that Boba Fett cake picture, I'm going to post it up there too. You can always find us on BehindEveryStory.com. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place. Thank you to all the storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you to our guests this week, Al, Brett, Bob, Brandon, Chris, Chris, Daniel, John, Lauren and Ryan, M, Mark, Marie, Michael, Potato Johnson, Rob, Sarah, Stella, Sean, and Zach. I've been your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us again next week when I ask everyone, what is their guilty pleasure. I'll see you next time on Behind Every Story. This episode's Indie Musician is something a little close to home. I'm a big fan of collecting music wherever I go. And if I go to a new town, I have to collect those those local and indie bands. So I found these guys in my hometown of Elgin, Illinois and i have been enraptured and a huge fan ever since i got to film them in a concert uh, i got to hang out with them at a wedding it was it was a blast this is the love shots with ten speed boyfriend enjoy well